welcome to the music room with Aileen Miracle and Katie Minichi. All right, well, we are so excited to have Jenna Polensky on our episode number 26. Uh, Katie and I are going to continue our series of Technology We Love, and we're super excited to have Jenna on to talk about spectrums, which both Katie and I have used in the music classroom, and I think many of you listening today also have used. So Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to talk to you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved with Spectrums? For sure. Um, Well, my background is in music. I have a musical family. Um, I'm originally from Nebraska. And I uh, grew up in a Czech-American family. And so I grew up uh, going to polka concerts. My grandfather was a band leader (laughs) in rural (laughs) Nebraska, of all places. Fun. And a polka music arranger. And um, my dad was a part of all of that. And so I just, I grew up loving music. And it's it's kind of weird in rural Nebraska, because when I told people, like, I'm going to study music in college, they're just like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, that's, that's really weird. And I'm just like, really? Is it that weird? I don't think it is. But, um, <laughs> but I, that's my background. Um, I got a, um, a bachelor's in music mm-hmm. and I studied voice and a little bit of saxophone. My dad's a saxophonist and I have a master's in music in music history, uh, from UNL Cool. and moved to Boulder, Colorado. And uh, I'm still in this program. It doesn't feel like I am, but I'm uh, pursuing a PhD in a field called ethnomusicology, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. Yeah. Yes. But it's the anthropological study of music for those who don't really know what that is, because it's a really long weird word, and it's, <laughs> a lot of people don't know what that is. And I get funny looks a lot when I. You are talking tell to the right that people. I study <laughs> <laughs> so. But I'm trying to work on a dissertation right now and um, trying to finish that up. I'm about 60 pages in and exhausted, but uh, working on that slowly. Um, but this is where, actually, as, as CU Boulder is where I met Stephen Dormashkin, who's the inventor of Spectrums. So several years ago, um, this, sorry, the, the story of how I became involved with Spectrums is kind of a long story. So I will try to be as succinct as possible. Sure. Um, Several years ago, um, I I wanted to participate in this thing on campus called the New Venture Challenge. And basically the New Venture Challenge is where every, like so many people from campus um, basically pitch any startup ideas they have. And there was, I mean, I would go to these uh, meetings um, through the Entrepreneurship Center for Music, which is at CU Boulder. And it's such, it's a great program. And so I would go to these meetings and I would kind of like talk to the director, Dr. Jeff Nitsch, a little bit about my ideas and things that I wanted to pursue for this new venture challenge. And then uh, when in, what ended up happening was that I was trying to pitch this uh, business venture idea. It was like a multicultural music school with my best friend, who's also in the department with me. And we didn't get past the first round, but I got I learned how to put a business plan together 
and I learned all of these things that I never ever would have thought of when it comes to like making like or building your own startup and we didn't get past the first round it was actually just um two businesses competing ours and another person who was competing for about another studio so Hmm. we didn't get past the first round but that next year after I competed in this I was asked um, by the Entrepreneurship Center to come in and talk about my experience. And this is where I met Steven. And he was at this particular meeting. And he's like, yeah, I really want to participate in this new venture challenge. And I said, I can tell you all about that. And he's (laughs) like, oh, by the way, I have these rings called spectrums. But I I, I wish that... um, it's just, it's this is so funny to explain for me because if somebody saw Steven for the first time, <laughs> he was just it was so funny because he was so humble about it. And he's just like, Yeah, yeah, like I, I um I got these rings and they like <laughs> they tap and they, they um they make music and I'm just like, Oh my god, this is so amazing <laughs> and it was it was so serendipitous because um he was a doctoral student in aerospace engineering, and he wanted to pitch this idea. But in order to pitch a business idea in the performing arts track, which was what he was planning on doing. So the, there are different tracks that you can um, pitch in, basically. There's performing arts and IT and general and business and all, all these different tracks. And he wanted to do performing arts track. and he wasn't able to do it without someone from the performing arts being on his team. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I, I want to, man, I want to be on your team. Like, let's do this. And um, so then we just, we started like working on this product together and we didn't really know where it was going to go. So that's so fun. Here we are today. <laughs> so I've read a little bit about it. Um, I love how this all came together in such a an organic way. But my reading has led me to that Spectrums was originally meant to be its own standalone instrument, not really for <laughs> educational purposes. You kind of came to that later. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. Um, I just I remember being at these really early meetings Um, when I first started working with Spectrums and, you know, we were thinking and kind of hypothesizing really that this was going to be kind of like mass consumer, basically like a mass consumer toy. Mm -hmm. And we just like really what my role was in this early, early process of Spectrums was making sure that there were no music mistakes in the app. (laughs) <laughs> and right. just make like you know just like oh no this is supposed to be a C this is supposed to be a D sharp you know just making sure that the app was musically correct and what's funny about that is that um I I don't know how we got to considering uh music education uses but I remember the very first phone call I had with a music teacher I was in my car it was like eight o'clock at night and I was coming home from like work or something. And I had this call with this teacher um, asking her about this, 
this new product, Spectrums. And she told me, yeah, this would never work in a music education classroom. <laughs> and she's like, subtubs, yes, maybe. But this this has no use in a music education classroom. But it was just, it was so fascinating to hear her perspective and just kind of see where we've grown from that. Yeah. Because we, we and you know, still we're doing so much testing and you know i think a lot of people don't realize how new this product is i mean there are so many different learning curves that come with learning a product like spectrums um and it's 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 kind of like learning a new instrument it really is because Mm -hmm. there's you have to learn the tech setups of it and you have to learn how to tap on colors correctly so it's it is it's learning a new instrument and i think that it's taken us a while to get there and like i said you know we're still testing this out because it is so incredibly new and sure yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit. I realize that as we're talking, we haven't really, for people who haven't actually heard of spectrums before, mm-hmm. we haven't really explained what is a spectrum. So can you just give us a little yeah. summary of what a spectrum is? So spectrums rings are rings that turn colors you tap into sounds through your device. So they are Bluetooth enabled rings and you connect them to this, there's a Spectrums app. Well, I guess now there's two Spectrums app, but I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, you connect them to um, the Spectrums app on your device, um, be it iOS or Android. And you tap on any object around you, it, whether it's a color pad, whether it's a chair or uh, color dots on a wall mm-hmm. or, any, or clothes, anything around you. And you make music with it. Yeah, it's really cool. And <laughs> it is really more, cool. On the, yeah, on the more technical side of things, um, every time you get like you can wear the ring, it's 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 like a big ring. It's a silicone ring, and you wear it on your finger. Like a lot of people wear it on their index finger, mm-hmm. and you you tap on colors. And what happens is that there is a light, it's kind of like a camera. So with right. the technology inside of it, there, every time you hit a surface, um, the accelerometer basically detects that. And there's a light that flashes every time you hit a color. And it sends that signal like through Bluetooth to your device. So it's like taking a picture of that color and translating it to the sound that you have assigned in the app. Okay. Yep. One of the things I really appreciate too, as an educator, Aileen and I spent some time this summer creating QR codes to specific scales as well. Mm -hmm. We were able to set Mm -hmm. our own um, tone set so that, so that we could link that to students so that they had a fixed tone set that they could work within that we had provided for them. And so there are so many great parts. When you say the technology is is a learned experience, that's definitely true because the instrument itself is just a piece of it. But getting to know the technology and how to use the app 
unlocks a whole nother world too. And I think that's where teachers can really get excited about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And to that point also, um, and as, as sad as like, as sad as this sounds, I think that's also kind of a pain point as well, because I think that I, I don't know, I personally find music technology to be so inaccessible. Like if I find out there's go- mm-hmm. like there's this new synthesizer out or like they, there's this new thing out, um, I'm personally am just like, oh my gosh, like how long is it going to take me to learn this? And sure. th- I mean, <laughs> I think that there's this barrier that we also have to get over. I mean, Spectrum's overall, in in my personal opinion, is one of those. It, it's an easier tech to learn and integrate in the classroom, but at the same time, it's also tech. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that comes with its own challenges, its own frustrations, and rightfully so. But I really believe that it's going to make a difference in the music classroom because it's fun mm-hmm. and there is, there is an accessibility about it. Um, but it's also my job at zero to make sure that you know teachers are getting the right information about how to set this technology up and Mm -hmm. it's you know it's not the easiest to do um bluetooth is very bluetooth is very tricky it can be (laughs) but i will say you know without giving away our our full-on ages Neither of Aileen and I are digital natives. We're pretty savvy when it comes to technology, but yeah, but yeah. I'm still not a native. And I I found that after a few hours of playing with it that I I was successful. I was able to play with it. You know, I felt yeah. like I yeah. could present something to my students. So, you know, it's not too bad. Yeah, and I think also the benefits of it's fun to play with and then the benefits of kind of working with the system and figuring it out. It are feels so like a puzzle. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, it, it really is. So it really is totally worth, you know, the time that you spend exploring and figuring it out. The rewards are totally there, you know. I agree. Can you tell us a little bit about how Spectrums has evolved? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I have two parts to this question. Um, and... The, the first part of this is the, um, the product iterations. So I, I guess I, I kind of need to tell you a little bit about the, the background of this, about like why Spectrums even came about in the first place. Mm-hmm. So the inventor, Stephen Dormashkin, he really, really wanted to play percussion when he was a kid. And he, by the way, Stephen is an amazing percussionist. Nobody knows this. <laughs> he's just kind of like, he's like this face behind spectrums. But I feel like people really don't know how good of a percussionist he is. Aww. He's played for me one time. And I was, even like with my music background, I was absolutely blown away by what he was playing. He's amazing. And I hope that maybe like for a Thursday learn day or something, he can... I can get him to like play something for everybody because it's amazing. But 
um, when he went to college to study engineering, he well, I mean, obviously wasn't able to bring his trap set with him because, you know, college and dorms and stuff. So this is kind of where the, the, the beginnings of this idea came about. And he wanted to make something that was portable that he could play absolutely anywhere and still be able to just like, like play percussion outside or play percussion inside. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's kind of where this idea came from. And so when he was working on this while he was a student at Cornell, um, and I saw like these early product iterations. Um, there is like, I think the first one was like this wristband and the spectrums, like, you know, we have like this, this ring and stuff, but it was gigantic. And <laughs> it was on this like rainbow band that wrapped around your wrist. Like a Zach Morris <laughs> phone. I know, like, like the early cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm picturing. Yeah, and it's it's so funny, like, watching the product, like, dwindle down in size more and more as he's trying to improve it. So it's, like, taken, I think, like, eight or nine iterations of testing in order to get this thing working, basically. And I don't know. I just, I love looking at that photo because it's like, oh, Steven, you've come so far. <laughs> it's amazing. Like he put so much work into it. And I think for the other part of that question, you know, how Spectrums has evolved, um, especially as a company, um, you already, like I've already talked about these very, very humble beginnings, you know, and startup life and everything. And during this startup phase we were in, I mean, first of all, like, you know, when you're a startup, I mean, you don't have a lot of people on your team. And we had just four of us. And we all were just, we were all, we were all doing so many different things. I mean, you can't have a job title, like a technical job title when you're working for a startup because everybody does everything. Mm-hmm. But that's what made it fun because in these early stages I remember actually I remember pouring silicone molds of the rings with (laughs) Steven and putting the battery and USB inside of these rings and he was soldering them on he was putting like the firmware on or basically the code from his computer (laughs) to (laughs) the ring and it was so it was just it was better than watching TV. It was just amazing just watching him like <laughs> solder the USB onto the battery and making this like magic happen. And so I got to learn a little bit about engineering and Steven and like Steven got to learn a lot about music in the process. So basically, you know, Steven, Jack, Zane and I, we were all part of this initial team and we're all just learning from each other. You know, and it was just, there's, it was amazing. It was frustrating and exciting and scary and amazing all at the same time. And luckily we were still here in Boulder. And so we were working, like we started working full time. I think it was like September or October of 2017. And we were working in a co-working space here in Boulder and trying to do as much testing as possible and 
um, Jack, who um, like helps out with uh, marketing, Jack and I made this our first activity booklet together, and I just. I loved it. We were just kind of like throwing caution to the wind, throwing everything to the wind and giving it to people. And he's like, hey, we have an activity booklet. Hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying out these new things, not having no idea like what's going to happen and just really rolling with it. And then I, I think it was in... Uh, March of 20, I think, yeah, no, March of 2018. Um, we got this hero who is luckily in Boulder. Um, and we got this acquisition offer and it took us well. Like, are like, are we, do we really want to do this? You know, like, what are their goals? What are our goals? And so we had to like, just, we had to reassess everything. Mm-hmm. we thought of because I'm like this is a really exciting opportunity but do we take this offer and I mean that's a very serious thing and so in June we got acquired officially by Sphero and now we all have formal titles mm-hmm. <laughs> which is exciting <laughs> and um, but yeah those those initial days you know back when we were just like in startup mode, we had to just really try things out and just like do it. And I, I know that that sounds really, really weird, but no, it's okay. <laughs> it's we just had to go for a lot of things and not always think about them, but just you know, relying on your gut instincts. You know, what's your instinct telling you about this? And it was, it was a really, it was a really important experience, I think, for all of us, the four of us. And we just, we really had to come together as a team, you know, that it wasn't perfect by any means. I think that we had to do, we had to have a lot of conversations about where we wanted spectrums to go. And especially in light of the fact that you know, educators, especially music educators, were starting to really take on to this. And mm-hmm. then um, we get this offer from Spiro, who has this amazing education program. They do. And, you know, they're just like, you know, I think we're ready to be a part of this. And this is going to be great. It's going to be a very big change. But... You know, we're all still together. I really wouldn't trade all of that for the world. And it was really scary because Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't always know where funding is going to come from. And you are bootstrapping and you are doing what you can to earn your salary. And then this amazing company comes along and recognizes your potential. And then you realize, oh, my gosh, like our goals are actually very, very similar. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. When I first heard about the acquisition, I, I have a little mini Sphero ball and oh, I, it was so fun to play with. And I thought, oh my gosh, that that's such a perfect pairing between those two companies. I think like so many of the goals to me as a consumer, as a customer, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. seem really similar, you know? Yeah. 
So, yeah. And, you know, the more I thought about it, especially after I started working here and seeing what people were doing with Spiro and education, I had to do a lot of my own reflection on my own upbringing in like rural Nebraska and mm-hmm. my schooling and stuff. And, you know, even with my own personal um, journey when it came to my education, like, for example, I had a really, really tough time with math. Like, I have this amazing, like, I love, I loved music, like, ever since I was a little kid. I got it. I understood it. It was just one of, I'm sure you two can relate, but, mm-hmm. and whoever's listening can relate that, you know, when music hits you, like, it hits you, like, you get it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get math at all. Even, like, even with problem solving, like, Joey takes five beans away from Donnie, who has six. I'm like, why, like, well, why are they taking beans away? Like, that, that was my brain. And then, like, why would they be doing that to begin with? And <laughs> I realized it is, like, after I started working at Spiro, I realized that the reason I love working for Spectrums is that this is an opportunity to bring context, concrete ideas to abstract concepts. Mm -hmm. And that's also what Spiro does. They are taking these just very, very like abstract ideas and they are making them very concrete and Mm -hmm. real and tangible. And it's just when that hit me, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm in the right place at the right time. I have a lot of work to do and it's time to do it. So when I when I'm working on music education content, this is the very thing I think about every single time I sit down to do work. I'm like, I need to be sure that these students are understanding what is happening. I want to be sure that what I'm talking about is concrete. Mm-hmm. And I want spectrums to be that tool by which students can take these abstract objects, uh, abstract um, concepts and make them concrete, mm-hmm. be it music, be it steam subjects, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's my job at Sphero. That's our and job that's, too. That's my that's that's what I value out of this job. That's great. Yeah. So Aileen has a prototype spectrum. Am I correct, Aileen? I do, yeah. Oh my goodness. I have <laughs> I have a Kickstarter first gen spectrum. Um tell us about how these new Spiro aligned spectrums are different because we also received a grant to purchase these spectrums and we should be getting them soon ish. So when we receive these, how are they going to differ from our previous prototype and Kickstarter spectrums? The first difference is that you're going to see a change in the way the rings are set up in the app. 
So with these first generation rings that you have, um, you'll notice that you'll, you have to go to the ring manager and tap, 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 tap in order to connect them. Mm. But with these new rings, they're already going to be loaded up in the ring manager. And there's going to be this plus sign right next to it um, that you press on. And it's going to connect to the app without you having to tap a bunch of times. So you should, there's no tapping required in order to connect them. And that's actually very, very similar to the way that Spiro robots are set up into the Spiro EDU app. It, it's, pre, it's pretty much like the same concept, except um, with we, we kind of like adapted that from okay for for spectrums. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see a lot of uh, I mean, and that depends on how many rings you get. Like, let's say you get four rings and you're like, okay, like you have the app downloaded and then you open the app and you open the ring manager up and then you see these um, four Bluetooth signals. Those are going to be your rings. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to tap to connect them. Um, and it's especially helpful like when you're using multiple devices because um, like, let's say you have three devices and three rings and you open up the ring managers on these three devices. Um, these devices are going to detect all of those rings, but you can actually choose which ring goes where. Oh, that's this great. Time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That blue, that Bluetooth is kind of tricky. So, mm -hmm. um, so this is um, hopefully going to be a lot more helpful um, because sometimes uh, one problem that happens is that when a teacher is using like more than two devices and they have uh, more than like two rings in their classroom, sometimes what happens is that you will tap, 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 connect a ring, and then it will not go to the device that you intended for it to go. Sure. So it'll go to one across the room and then sometimes you have to step outside the classroom and you know just and so hopefully um this setup will take a lot of that busy work <laughs> out of getting those rings connected. So that's one thing that you can expect. Um but other than that, um we've updated the app that you're normally used to mm -hmm. connecting the rings on. Um, we call, we just renamed it. It's called the Spectrum's Music App. Um, we have a couple of different experiences. Um, the Spectrum's Music App is specifically tailored towards use in music classrooms. And so one th different thing that we did is that we added a chords page. So oh, when, cool. yeah, so when you open up the app, you have these default settings of bubbles, basically. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about like the way the app is now. Um, you have these def this default setting of bubbles. You have your singular notes, and then you have uh, four chords that are included in that now. Mm -hmm. And so like, let's say you can t like hold down a singular note bubble and move it around to any note you wish, but you can also um, press on um, a chord bubble and then it'll take you to this new chord page so you can choose any chord you want um, and these are default chords 
um, you can still set up any chords you want. Um, let's say like you need a chord to be an inversion, um, not necessarily one that's on the tonic, like uh, D, F sharp, A, for sure. example, like a chord. So that's that's automatic. But if you want to be like, no, I want to have F sharp at the bottom, you can still do that. You can do like F sharp, A, and then D at the top, like an octave above. Sure. So that's, that's still possible. Um, you can still um, create loops. You can save loops, you know, if that's something that um, your students want to do. And let's see what else. But yeah, a lot of that functionality is still there. Do you still have the option to connect with GarageBand? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's MIDI compatibility mode. All you need to do is go into the setting or the, the settings of the Spectrums app, um, switch on MIDI compatibility mode, and then um, go into GarageBand and start playing. And we're still working on improving that as well, too. But it, great. it works perfectly fine. Oh, that's great. It sounds like a really concrete way to teach about chords. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of. A yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you can continue. And I was just going to say, um, we also have another experience. Um, it's it's another like completely different app called Spectrums Mix. And it is available only for use with these very, very brand new rings. And Basically, what this is, is actually more of a consumer experience. Um, it's still fun nonetheless, but um, it's very much tailored towards consumers. And it's a DJ experience. So you um, tap on colors that are samples, you tap on colors that are loops, and you basically just kind of make your own uh, DJ experience. And there are curated sound packs um, that my coworker actually made um, using mm -hmm. Ableton and just magic in general. So he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorcery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a completely different experience. But this Spectrum's music app um, is definitely tailored towards um, use in the classroom. Well, I can totally see the second app that you just mentioned that you said was more for consumers. I can totally see that also being used in the music classroom. And it would be very fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so along those lines, how do you see Spectrums being used in the music classroom or how have you heard music educators using Spectrums? Katie and I can also talk a little bit about how we mm -hmm. use them, but we'd love to hear your take. And I would love to hear both of your perspectives, but... Um, Usually the first question that I'm asked when a teacher asks me about spectrums is how are they incorporated in the classroom? And this is, this is such a loaded question for me because I have seen teachers do so many different amazing things using spectrums in the classroom. Um, like building whole curriculum around it or just building like even one lesson or building a week worth of lessons using spectrums. I mean, it's just, it's honestly all over the place. Um, using spectrums for percussion exercises, um, you know, and, and like the integration with Kodai, like the Kodai method, for example, is absolutely 
amazing. Mm -hmm. And one person who's kind of a champ for this is Amy Abbott. Yeah. And she she just posts the most amazing things that she's doing with spectrums in the classroom. And I'm trying to work on um, duets and other ensemble. I love that. <laughs> I really, really want to work on the duets one, but there's still, I, there's, there's a lot of projects I have going on right now mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, building curriculum for spectrums. But, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you, you know, spectrums acts really acts as a proxy for learning, for getting, for getting students to learn um, really the basics and fundamentals of music. You know, what is rhythm? What is melody? What is harmony? And what I love about spectrums is that it's, it's so all inclusive with all of that, because you have sometimes like you have to use different instruments to teach different fundamentals. But with this, like you can learn mm-hmm. all of this in one. It's absolutely an all in one little instrument you wear on your finger. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I actually, well, I think I saw on Instagram, um, Katie Wonderly, um, and I can post a link to her Instagram account in, uh, um, in the show notes, but I believe um, I saw Katie Wonderly um, post a bunch of like ideas that or things that she was doing with spectrums. And then I heard I'm good friends with Amy Abbott, and she said, "Oh, have you checked out this spectrums?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some of the things that she was doing with it, and I was absolutely blown away um, because she was using it to practice solfege or solfa. But she actually had like three students in front of her class and she would tap on their shoulders and they were wearing different colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So let's say like red was G or so and yellow was la um, or a and then green was E or me or, you know, however she she set it up with the tone set. Mm-hmm. And then she would, like play a song like we are dancing by tapping them on the shoulders. Oh, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. Um, so then I was able to get a prototype and play around with it. And I do have a blog post about spectrums and Amy Abbott does as well. So I'll link to those Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, but I have in, in for a while, I just had one spectrum, but I was doing a lot of like, yeah, soul flesh work where like a lot of times Mm -hmm. um, I'll, you know, sing a pattern on sofa and my students will echo me and then I'll play it on recorder and they have to figure out what the soul flesh is and, and, you know, decode it and sing it back to me. But I was able to actually do that with a spectrum. So I would have the circles on the board and I would tap a pattern mm-hmm. with the ring and they would sing it back on sofa. So that right there was just like really cool. But now that Katie and I are actually going to get 10 rings, we're super excited about mm-hmm. um, really <laughs> it being used um, in centers as well, too, because um, then every kid could be. Um, you know, wearing a ring and playing with it and, you you know, could have some kind of directions as to here's what we want you to do with it. I know Amy has made a lot of visuals with different colors, mm-hmm. different songs, and you can tap the color and play the song. But you also have um, like a, a teacher activity book. Am I correct? 
Yeah, well, the um, the first book that we made is it's just called the Spectrum's Activity Booklet, um, mm-hmm. and that was our that was just our um, first activity, basically. But actually, now um, what we're doing is that we are putting Spectrum's activities um, online on the Spira website, oh. and right now we have about five activities on there. And it's available from Sphero.com slash education slash spectrums. Awesome. So when you go to that website, you will find uh, right now at least a series of uh, five different activities. Um, there's a Tati activity and um, some Solfege puzzles and, you know, learning about the basics of Solfege and... Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, building your own keyboard and drawing your own keyboard. So there's just there's a few different things on there right now, and we're going to continue to build that out. That's great. I love it. I'm so, I'm super excited yeah. to check. And what actually, are the ways? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say real quickly. Um, you know, because we get so many amazing videos. From teachers using spectrums and by the way when when you guys send us videos i'm not even kidding like we will hover around and just like be in total awe of what we're watching so they do get watched and we get really really excited when we see a teacher submit a video using <laughs> spectrum <laughs> it's like a party over here when we see that we get so excited well the first thing <laughs> that i i really got excited about beyond all the obvious reasons to be excited. So one of the things that I, I've really cared about in education is visual tracking when it comes to literacy. And I love that students can be independent working with an instrument <laughs> using a spectrum because they can visually track using the color system. <laughs> Aileen, I don't even know if you realize this. It's sort of funny. Our district earlier this year uh, came to my classroom and videotaped a lesson using some of the technology that I was using in my classroom because of the grant that Aileen and I have put together and a previous grant that I had written Mm -hmm. for iPads. So you've already been featured in my district because the foundation that honored or gave us the grant, um, came out and videotaped. So mm-hmm. I used the activity booklet for students to practice tracking. Mm-hmm. And it was just really fun to watch the students interact for the first time because I had not given them a spectrum previous to that. So it was like the surprise yeah. reveal of the lesson. <laughs> so I'll have to send you the link. All right. So what is the next step for spectrums? Oh my goodness. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so the first next step, um, we are going to be exhibiting at a couple of different places. So first one, uh, we're going to be at the National Association for Music Merchants next week in Anaheim. And then in February, I am going to be at the Texas Music Educators Association Conference Great. Uh, showing off spectrums to teachers. And other than that, next step is basically user testing. Um, I'm trying to get 
teachers to test out this content that I've made on the uh, website that I just gave a little bit ago. I just, I need feedback. I need feedback on this content and this new experience. And another thing is uh, community sharing as well. So on Spiro EDU, um, teachers and the kind of the community at large, um, they're able to share videos and coding and content that they have made um, onto the Spiro website. Um, but right now, we Spectrums isn't really able to do that. Um, the only thing you can really do is leave comments on mm -hmm. the in-house uh, activities that have already been made. Um, but what we're trying to do is also get teachers to really just post what they've been doing, what's been working, and how they're using spectrums in the classroom. So um, social media is a great avenue for that, um, whether it's like hashtagging spectrums edu or, you know, posting something on Facebook and just kind of, you know, it, it really, really, really helps us to see um, what everyone is doing in their classroom. Plus, like I said, you know, we basically make a party out of it because we just love watching <laughs> these videos. Mm. So, um, you know, trying to get a better grasp on um, community-created content. And another thing is, you know, trying to get um, a grasp on professional development for music teachers who aren't as familiar with spectrums who might be interested in it. So um, this is completely new territory for us. And um, this is something that I personally am trying to work on getting getting feet off the ground for it. So um, professional development is going to be a really important factor mm -hmm. in this uh, next year. And also um, something that's been really, really requested is a 10-pack kit, which we currently do not have. Um, but it is definitely on our radar because um, we've had a lot of teachers request uh, 10 packs of rings. Um, but we want to make that experience super, super spectacular. <laughs> so not just like, oh, you get 10 rings. Okay, mm -hmm. well, there you go. But like actually um, making something very special with it and, you know, including activity cards or having some kind of real nice comprehensive starter activity um, to get the teacher and student started on this 10 pack. So it's on our radar. We don't have it uh, yet, but we're definitely going to be working on it. Great. Yeah. So you've mentioned the Facebook page. The yes. Facebook page is specifically for educators, correct? Yes, it is. Um, and that was started by Amy Abbott, actually. We found out about it after the fact and we were <laughs> <laughs> thrilled, thrilled to find it, and um, yay, then we, Amy, yeah, yay! Then we became uh, admins of it, and so um, we have that page. It's called Spectrums for the Music Teacher, mm -hmm. and that is actually a group, not a page. Am I correct? Oh, thank you, Aileen. Uh, sorry, yeah. it gets confusing. <laughs> it does get confusing. Oh, sweet Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you. That is correct. Where Where else can we find you on social media? I have a Twitter page that I haven't been on in about a year. 
So you Twitter like um, I Twitter. <laughs> and actually, uh, Spectrum's had a standalone Facebook page that now got absorbed absorbed into Spiro. So now we're part okay. of uh, Spiro's Facebook page. So if you need to ever inquire about anything regarding Spectrums uh, on social media, um, that can be done through Spiro. What about um, Instagram? Instagram, I do have a personal Instagram account that I also don't use very often. <laughs> I am, this is why I'm not in marketing. I'm the, I'm the worst when it comes to social media. Um, well, Instagram I, is all about video and imaging, so it's perfect for spectrums. I know. <laughs> and I'm so bad at it. I can watch anybody post something on Instagram and be like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Hmm, I wonder if I can do the same thing. Nope, nope, forget about it. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, we'll make sure to use the hashtag and we'll help you out. Okay. Sounds so good. Spectrum's course, EDU. Yep, hashtag Spectrum's EDU. We're going to make it a thing. We'll make it a thing. <laughs> and also, of course, if um, there are any questions, um, I, you can always email me. My email is Jenna, which is J-E-N-N-A dot Polensky, P-A-L-E-N-S-K-Y, not I, but a Y, at Sphero.com. Great. Awesome. All right. Do you want to talk about what we've been consuming? Yes, please. Or listen to, <laughs> watching, whatever it may be. Sounds good. Okay. Mine is actually, I don't always share something educational. Sometimes I just share something for fun that I'm just, you know, being entertained by. But what I'm going to share today is actually educational. Um, have either of you heard of the book Unselfie? Yes. No. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So last year, my school did like a voluntary book study. Uh, and I just wasn't able to join for whatever reason. I had too much on my plate and I didn't do it. But I heard so many good things about it that I decided I I would read it or I would listen to it as an audiobook. So okay. it's called, the official title is Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. And it's by Michelle Borba, Dr. Michelle Borba. So and I, I will link to that in the show notes as well. So I started listening to it as an audiobook because I have a half hour drive to and from school every day. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. but as busy as I am, sometimes it's just easier to listen as an audiobook. Um, but, and I'm only a few chapters in, but it is so good. It, not only as a teacher, but also as a mother of a six year old and a 14 year old, it's just got so many great strategies for teaching kids empathy, which I think I really related to the book because I, I feel like so many times people talk about musicianship as being just like a talent. You either have it or you don't. Oh my goodness. But yeah, really, we nope. know as musicians <laughs> in the fields. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love that the author talks about um, empathy being a skill that can be taught, you know, and she's got some yes. really great strategies in the book that are totally doable as a parent and as an educator to help teach what she calls, I think she calls it emotional literacy um, or empathy literacy, but it is so good. And I've actually decided that I, 
need the print version too mm-hmm. because in the audio version she gives all of these strategies and I'm like oh that's such a good idea well then I I'm driving and I can't write it down anywhere right I am actually gonna buy the the book itself too so I can highlight the strategies I want to try um but it's it's so good that sounds amazing yeah that's really good I've what heard about- it's a really good companion to The Price of Privilege, which is also a book I've done as a study within our district, and it's excellent as well. Yeah, I've heard of that book, but I haven't tried it out. I haven't read it. I think they would go they would go well together. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sad to report that this is not education-related. Oh, it's totally fine. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I have been consuming is this uh, – Ghost Paranormal Podcast Ooh. called And That's Why We Drink. Oh my God. <laughs> I've never it's on heard Spotify. this. It's on Spotify. Uh-huh. And, um, there, it's these two women who drink like LaCroix and also boxed wine. And <laughs> they tell ghost stories and unsolved murder mysteries. <laughs> and they are so funny and um can you say the title I, I again love and that's why we drink yeah and it's a, a podcast it's a podcast and it's a okay. it's on spotify okay and i love listening to it because i grew up in a haunted house really in Nebraska. i totally care all about that i realize it's not the topic of the podcast but <laughs> And I just, I love listening to it because I'm just like, ghosts are real. And my own, my own boyfriend's like, no, they're not. And, so, and I, you're like, I, I have stories. I just, I love, it's, it's um, usually ranges from like an hour to an hour and a half long. But they, these, these ladies are just so funny. And, so great. Um, one starts off with a with a ghost story and the other finishes off with this unsolved murder mystery. And I just, I just eat it up. It's so, it's so good. Jenna, have you ever heard of the podcast spooked? No, you have to listen to it. If you like what, like that podcast you just talked about, seems really similar. I binge listened to spooked right before (laughs) Halloween, actually. And I mean, these stories are so compelling and convincing they're all like pretty much they're all ghost stories. There there might be one that's not quite a ghost story, but like pretty much they're all ghost stories. And told like that like, you know, say like this happened to me. Wow. Like the host has this really like like deep really like brooding voice that's like perfect for the podcast. So I like that you're trying out a deep brooding voice. <laughs> <laughs> You rocked it, Aileen. (laughs) All right. I'm super excited to check that out. It's great. You guys are going to get me into scary stuff. I like it. Oh, I love it. Okay. What have you been listening to, Katie? So mine's a two-parter tonight. One is as a parent and one is as a general consumer. So I feel like Parenting Achievement Unlocked. I can finally read things that I loved as a kid to mm-hmm. my child. So uh, we started the Narnia Chronicles. Oh, so fun. rereading oh. them with her is so cool because I was oh, fun. 
obsessed. So we just finished The Magician's Nephew and started The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe this week. And I just love that I get to share that with her. So that's like just nerdy mom fun. Um, and the other is a little bit funny. I just started Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh. And I have been so excited to read it. And the day that it went on sale, I went on Amazon. And as I have now during this podcast, the 9 to 1030 block is wine o'clock in my house. So I just finished a <laughs> glass of wine. Full disclosure. And... um. <laughs> Perhaps I had had more than one glass that evening. And so in really excited fashion, quickly purchased Becoming on Amazon. And two days later, I had my own copy in Spanish. So (laughs) I was so mad at myself that in my wine haze, I had ordered a copy in a language that I do not speak or read and like sadly had to like package it back up and return it and then I was you know this was like a week before Christmas and I thought well maybe for Christmas I'll get it and I waited all through the Christmas season and saw all of our family over the course of like 10 days and no one got me the book so I finally bought it for myself and just finished the first chapter So funny. It is I everything about, I wanted it to be. Good. I thought about getting that one as an audiobook, but only if she reads it. Only if she reads it. Yeah. And I'll then have to look. and then like hugs me with those amazing arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to be reading it in English. Yes. That's good. My my native tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jenna, we so appreciate you coming on the show and we just really appreciate um, the creativity and the brilliance of Spectrums and of everything that you are all doing. I am absolutely honored and grateful that you invited me to be on this podcast. I've heard nothing but uh, amazing things about this podcast and I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here and just honored to be able to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Yeah, all the best to you. We can't wait to hear more about what's coming and play with our new spectrums. Absolutely. Absolutely.